do. Let's pray together. Father, this morning, I thank you for your word. I thank you for this time we have together. Lord, this time that we're going to be talking about intentional transformation. It's just been uh, something that's been on pastor's heart and, and the youth team has just been ministering on being in pursuit of you, Lord God. It's something intentional. It's something deliberate. It's not an accident. It's not a coincidence that you're here today. It's not a coincidence that you're listening and that you're watching on TV. Father, you are universal. You are everywhere all at the same time. Lord, your anointing can permeate walls and bounds. You said you literally sent your word and healed them. So maybe there's some of you this morning that need healing virtue in your body. We release that to you right now in Jesus' name because we believe in the power of the word of God. Father, this morning we thank you that as we have our hearts open to receive, our ears open to hear, and our eyes open to see what you have for each and every one of us today, distribute accordingly as you will according to your word. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. 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 Well, I'm excited, like I said, that you're here this morning. I'm excited to be here this morning. Uh, I, love, I love having the opportunity, so I'm always thankful for our church and the team that gives me opportunity to preach the gospel. There's, I just, there's nothing that I get the same satisfaction. I like doing a lot of things, don't get me wrong, but I love preaching the gospel. I love seeing people's lives touched and changed, seeing you inspired, equipped, and ready to do what God's called you to do. It's, it's one thing to do what you're called to do, but it's another thing to help others reach their goals and their dreams and, and to have a vision for their life and their family and their future on, based on the word of God. I would say the word of God. The word of God is something that our culture and time and generation has been getting put away. It was taken out of schools. It was, you know, all these different things happen. And so what we have is we have, we have a, a nation and a world that there's no absolute truth. What is truth? You ask people about what truth is, they'll give you a lot of different definitions. They'll tell you different things, what they think based on their experiences, based on what they've heard, maybe based on the news or, or media, which we know that's not all truth, right? I mean, how I felt horrible. My, my uh, little sister, Sheree, and her husband, Scott, are living in Hawaii right now, and they were in that 38 minutes of absolute horror. Um, imagine that you're, you know, they just have so much time before this missile's gonna hit. Um, thank God their faith is not in the defense system. It's in Jesus Christ. So they know where they're going if something was to happen. But still, it's just, it just a crazy, crazy time that we live in. And I believe with all my heart that God began to speak to me at the end of last year about a release of the manifestation of truth. That God was going to release uh, just a clarity of truth in his word. Because that's what he uses to bring people from darkness to light from Satan to God. God uses his word. This word is going to be forever. Says the heavens are going to have new heavens. You're going to have new earth. So all these things are going to pass away, but my word is not going to pass away. So it's the one thing we can count on. And if we're going to make changes in our lives, if we're going to be transformed into his likeness, into his image, if we're going to allow God to move and accomplish in our lives, in our families, in our job places, in our neighborhoods, and everything that he wants to do in and through us, then we have to establish the truth in our lives. We have to be able to stand on it. Now, I don't know about you, but I want to build my life on the truth. I don't want to be listening to a lie. I don't want, I don't want to base my life and my family's life and our future on what somebody might said that might have happened or not have happened. I mean, even the stuff that they're teaching in schools nowadays, there's theories that they teach like it's fact. A theory is a, a theory, not a fact. 
And, and it reminds me, I don't know how many young people are in here, how many of you have never heard of an encyclopedia? <laughs> Jane, have you heard of an encyclopedia? Only because I probably told you. But most of us in this room, or I would say a majority of us in this room, when we wanted to find out some information when you were younger, when you were in school, you didn't have Google. You weren't able to just get on this little thing and say, why is, what is the Gulf Stream? Oh, it's a current that comes from the south and up to the north, and it warms the whole area and all this different things. And it's like, you had to go find the E number, pull out the book, Flick to the page, or G, uh, not E, E for encyclopedia, sorry about that. <laughs> G for Gulfstream, and then look it up and actually do some research. Nowadays, we have everything at our disposal. So we're having all this, this information, and the Bible makes it very clear. We are in the last days. We are in the end times. It says there's going to be an information explosion, basically. Different translations say it differently, but knowledge will explode. Think of all the things that have transpired in your lifetime, in my lifetime, in the last hundred years, let's say, flying, computers. I mean, you could just go on and on and on the inventions of washing machines. I mean, all just in the last couple hundred years, we've got everything except for time travel. And I'm sure they're working on it. <clears throat> they just don't know about it. Yeah, 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 right. Those are our friends from a different, yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we want to make a transformation in our lives, and it's going to be based on the truth of his word. Amen? Amen? We serve the God, if you have your outline, I'm going, to, I'm going to look at a couple things with you. We serve the God of unlimited resources. Everybody say unlimited. unlimited. I felt I was in, uh, it was probably a few weeks ago, right around, the, right around the new year, and I was thinking to myself, you know, if I just had this, or if I was just like that, or I just, I was just thinking about all these different things. And I was just like, God, you know, why, you know, if I just had this and this and this, and I felt like God saying, what are you talking about? You're my child. You're a child of God. I have unlimited resources. If I've given you a vision for something, I'll make provision for it. And I felt like God was just like, what are you thinking? And so I decided I need to renew my mind to this to this, to this, it's just truth. It's truth. But if we don't renew our mind to it, then we won't be able to take advantage of the promises and the power that's held within the, the word of God. So I just was whining to the Lord and I just felt like God saying, what are you talking about? You just need to ask and receive, seek and find, knock and watch these doors be open for you. And so I've just been challenging myself and I'm taking it to another level even today because this morning, I was even, as I was just praying this morning, I'm just feeling like God's like, okay, when do you want to get started? I'm like, really? <laughs> I haven't even scratched the surface. But I know it's available. And for me, I don't know about you, but when I know something's available, I want a part of it. I want a piece of it. If there was a bank account with a million dollars with your name on it, wouldn't you want to know? Is there anybody in here who'd be like, nah, I don't need that extra million. I'm sure you could find something to do with it, even if you have millions already, right? We, we could do something with an extra million. So let me tell you, there's more than a million, there's more than a bank account with a million dollars with your name on it. You have your name 
When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're adopted into the family of God. You're now part of a kingdom with a king who provides for his family and his children. And there's nothing that he will deny for those who love him. We t- he takes pleasure in the prosperity of his people. There's a, there's, a, there's a scripture in Psalms that says, if you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. Now, he doesn't want a bunch of spoiled brats running around. So we, you know, he, he, he loves us and he cares for us. So it's not all just about that. But I'm just saying that whatever it is that he's putting your heart to do for him, believe that he can do it through you. He's not looking at what you can do. He's looking at what he can do through you. We believe that he's doing a new thing in the earth. God's word is never going to change. Amen? It's just, it's settled in heaven forever. It's done. But God is always fresh and new every day. His presence is fresh and new. I can't go back to yesterday and try to find the presence that was on me when I was just praying and worshiping him on my own. I want to encourage you. There's a fresh and new presence every day that you can grab a hold of. He's in you. His, his spirit's in you. You stir up the gift of God. You pray in the Holy Ghost. There, you can draw from the living water on the inside of you so that you can stay refreshed, so that you can stay encouraged, so you can stay inspired. He's doing a new thing in the earth. He always has. Even though things have never changed for 2,000 years, always, he always comes relevant. He's not an old, stale God. He's not a religious God. In fact, he hated religion so much that Jesus spent more time in the New Testament rebuking the religious people than he did doing anything else, or at least an equal amount of time. We read about the healings. We read about the miracles. We read about all this other stuff. But also, if you're reading the red, he's laying a smack down. Amen. You Pharisees, you Sadducees, you hypocrites, you this, you that. And he's just like, you turn this into this. You're supposed to be in the house of God. You've turned it into this. I mean, he was just... I mean, he was, I don't think, I mean, these aren't just stories. These are accounts. We read the Bible. It says he was flipping over the tables in the church. I think he was serious. He doesn't like religion. He, doesn't, he wasn't looking for that. He wants people to know him as a personal relationship. It's a personal level. Your God is big enough to do everything, but he's also, he's also able to come meet you right where you're at, right in your situation. Amen. We serve a God of no limits. So we're preparing the way for the King of Kings. He wants to reach people through us that he can't reach any other way. He wants to move in a mighty way in the earth through us and the army of warriors that we train, build, and send for his glory. You're born for such a time as this. You could have been born any time throughout civilization, but you're here now. How awesome is that? Some people are like, get me out of here. I just want to go to heaven already. I just want to be done. I wish I wasn't here. But what an opportunity to be alive right now. Some of you feel like, well, I've already done everything I'm going to do. Nope, you're still breathing. You're not done yet. Sorry. There's more assignments. All, all the people, Paul did so much and he just said, I still haven't, I still haven't got all the way. He's still learning. He's still growing. He's still developing. He kept pressing towards the mark of the high call. So, so will we. Don't be fooled. The devil is a liar. There's lying signs and wonders. And we are spiritual beings influenced and we're supposed to be led by the holy spirit not some other spirit another spirit can influence and lead you into things that you might regret but if you follow the holy spirit you'll never regret it amen i'm going to pause on that for just a moment because i want you guys to understand that when you're reaching people and you see that we live in a real world with real people with real problems all around you there is such a a desire people are passionate they're into the supernatural 
okay? And you can tell that there's a different spirit behind it. And people say, oh, that's not real. No, it's real. It's real. It's, it, there's real demonic spirits. There's real, they call alcohol another spirit. They, they, there's all these different things. There's still people for 2,000 years that have been possessed by the devil. People don't talk about this stuff very often. But in this time that we're living in, you're going to see it in your life. And don't be surprised. When you turn on the television and you see them doing something, you can tell that it's done by a familiar spirit or a demonic spirit, not the Holy Spirit. How do we know? Because we know the word of God and we know the way God does things. And we know that when God does something, he gets the glory out of it. So if they're not talking about Jesus and him being crucified and died on the cross for our sins and for our freedom and to bring light into the world, and they're doing some thing where somebody is getting some kind of treatment or floating them or whatever. And you guys might be thinking it's silly, but it's real. But it's not the Holy Spirit. It's a different spirit. And the only reason I'm mentioning, mentioning this is because we're talking about transformation and having the truth be established on a whole nother level so that we can share it with others so that we can be able to distribute the good news to those who need it. Because the Bible makes it clear in the last days, it says even the very elect will be deceived. And it always brings me, and I've shared this before, but it, re, it reminds me of something because Brenna used to work at the bank when, and Brenna's, Brenna's my wife. And so she used to work at the bank and she said one of the first things that they were teaching her was about counterfeits. And the way they taught him about counterfeits, and this isn't a counterfeit, by the way, I didn't have time to get the presses going this morning, um, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would have made hundreds for sure, not these, um, you know, smarter than that. Um, but but they would do is they would have them handle lots and lots of money, real money. And because they were so familiar with the real, that when the counterfeit came along, they could easily identify it. Even if they printed on the same paper and they tried to do different things, the way it was washed, it would feel different. It would look different because it was a counterfeit. The devil is a master of a counterfeit. You don't believe me? He's a master. And so he will manipulate and counterfeit and try to copy things. I, I've seen some strange things, but it's, it's because it's the devil. But he will try to do different things. But when you know the truth, everybody say the truth. the truth. When you know the truth, you'll see the lie. But we have to know him and we have to know his word if we're going to be able to recognize the false, if we're going to recognize the error, if we're going to recognize the counterfeit, we've got to know the real. And so if we're talking about transformation, it's a new year, it's a new season. I believe this is a time where God is raising people up quicker and faster than ever, ever before. Last year, I felt like the Spirit of God was talking to me about acceleration. Now, God is not concerned about time like we are concerned about time. We all understand that. But he is executing his plan in the earth through you and I and through the church. And so if we want to learn, if we're hungry, he's going to fill us. If we want to learn, he's going to train us. If we want to press in, he's going to be with us. And so be ready because God, it's like those classes in school where you can take the accelerated class. You can get accelerated training with God. Now, certain things just take time, but other, other things God can get in you so that you can distribute it for his glory. Amen. So be ready for that. Another spirit can influence you to things you regret. I already read that. God's spirit, you'll never regret it. Think about Gideon. This is such an amazing story, and I'm going to paraphrase it. How many of you are familiar with the story of Gideon? 
Okay, most of you. And I don't know why I said story, because it's not a story. It's an account. It's a, something that was recorded. It's not, it's not the story, uh, it's not a story about a, a fictional character. The Bible is real. This stuff really happened. There was witnesses. There was people. And there's a lot of times that the, the, the conflicting arguments of people against the Bible say, oh, well, you know, it contradicts itself. It says this. It says that. Well, how, do you, how can you say? Well, because he said that his word is his word. There's people out there right now and that think that Jesus already came back. They're preaching that. It's a whole movement that he came back. But I don't think he came back. Why? Because his word says that when he comes back, stuff's going to go down. And I don't know about you. Maybe I missed the show, but I didn't see him coming down. I didn't hear the trumpet sound. And I didn't, I, did anybody else see that? Then he hasn't come back yet, but he is coming. And this is the last days. I don't know why I got off on that. Gideon, talking about Gideon. Gideon is an account of a guy who was hiding out. I'll make this long story short for time's sake. And you can go read it in the book of Judges if you want to go back and take a look at this story. Not a story. It's an account. I see him. I'm, I'm changing. I'm being transformed. I'm being deliberate about it. <clears throat> Amen. So Gideon was basically called by God to deliver the people out of their situation, their current slavery, pretty much. Like I said, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. So God said, all right, this is what you're going to do. And long story short, he gets 22,000 people to join him. So he's feeling pretty good because they've got this battle coming up and they're going to they're gonna go and God's on their side and they're just like, woo, we're ready. We're going to just, we're going to take this down. And God's like, nope, that's just way too many people. Tell those guys, if they don't want to be here, go ahead and go home, and we appreciate them showing up. That's great. You know, we appreciate your service, but we don't need your help. So a bunch of them leave. Then I think there was like 10,000. I forget off the top of my head how many. It was just a, a, still 10,000. It gets all the way down to where there's like 300 people going up against another army, and God says, that's perfect. So Gideon was victorious with what looked like. Everybody say, look like. like. We can't go by what it looked like. We got to go by the promises. We got to go by the power. We got to go by what God has said in his word he's going to do in and through our lives. It looked like a small army against insurmountable odds, but the truth is he had the word of the Lord in all of heaven's resources on his side. We walk by faith and not by sight. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Allow him to build you and develop you. He is your most valuable resource. There's a revelation of truth. It's a manifestation of truth. And it's in the earth for people to turn from darkness to light. The truth will set the captives free. If you have your, if you have your Bible, turn to Acts chapter 26 real quick verse 18. And Paul is recounting his, his encounter with the Lord. And he got kicked off the, you know, he got knocked on his hiney. And, but he was talking about what had happened. And verse 18, he's describing the commission that Jesus gave him. And I believe it's the same commission that he's giving us to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God 
that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among them which are sanctified by the faith that is in me, or in Jesus. That was in red. I know it's black and white up there, but it's really in red. David, can we work on that? Can we get red? All right. Change the color of the font. So, so what we have is, is that God is wanting people to go from darkness to light. He was, he's illuminating. His truth illuminates. It brings light. There's people you say they look lost. Why? Well, they are. They're in the dark. When you see somebody doesn't know where they're going, or what they're doing, you say they're in the dark. They're lost. But when you have the light, his word is a lamp unto your feet. One of my favorite scriptures, Psalms 119, 105. His word, you should write this down. You should put it on a refrigerator in your wallet. You should memorize it. Memorize his word. Memorize the truth. Memorize his promises to you and your family and your children and your children's children for your future, for your posterity. His word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Psalms 119, 105. It's not a matter of building hype or being trendy. It's not just because it's just a new year and we want to do something different as a church. It's, it, it, we truly want to reach lost people. We truly want to see you develop your gifts and talents and abilities for God's glory. We, we want to see you fulfill your purpose and accomplish your mission. There's, there, there, it's a, it, there's just such a satisfaction. I mean, I love doing what I want to do, but I love seeing other people who fulfill what they're called to do and help train them and help build them and, and, and equip them with the tools that they need to be successful. So it's not a matter of be, just being hyped up. Woo, it's a new year, we're ready to go. I mean, I, I could do that. I like that. I'm energetic. I'm inspired naturally. I just, I mean, it's just one of, uh, something in me. It's, it's, it's one of the gifts that God has placed in me. I'm energetic. We're, 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 we're just ready to go. But it's not about being trendy, gaining popularity, or personal opinion. It's the foundation of truth that will produce a revolution and transformation. God has given a, I mean, here's a, here's a set of plans. And so <clears throat> there's people that I know, even in this room, that I would consider a master builder. They, are, they have 30, 40 years of experience. They know all the different things. Now, I'm a student of construction. I've been in construction, but I still feel like I have so much to learn. I want to continue. I enjoy it. But God has a blueprint for your life. He's got a plan. There's, there's, there's things. And I feel like that for my life, I'm making some revisions. It doesn't mean that it's in ink. You, it has an eraser on it. Sometimes things don't go the way that I thought that I heard God tell me. I got to make some adjustments, make some, make some changes. But God has a blueprint for your life. He's got a plan and a purpose, and he wants you to know his will. I can't tell you how many people that I've talked to, young people, it doesn't matter what age, that tell me, I just wish I knew what God's will was. And I don't want anybody to raise their hand. It's not about that. What it is, is, and I don't want you to feel guilty if, it, if that's you. It's, it's not about um, anything condemnation whatsoever. It's, it, I want to inspire you that he wants you to know his will. And how do I know that? Because it's in his word. So God wants us to know his will. He wants us to know his ways. He wants us to know his plans. And once we know him, we know his will. So if you're here and you say, you know, I just need to know more, then you need to press into this word of God. You need to press in. Yeah, listening to messages is awesome. Being in church, I, I wouldn't miss it. 
uh, there's things that are part of the process that God has ordained from the beginning of time that you would be built and established and equipped. And he uses each one of us because we all have different gifts and talents and abilities. And so it's awesome when you come together corporately like this, everyone's worshiping God. Certain people are getting touched. Everything's happening. Why? Because we're all here together. Not just because of the worship team, not because whoever the speaker is that day. It's because you, you're the body of Christ. You're in the right place at the right time. So you want to know his will, you get to know his word. Memorize the scripture. I'm so thankful that I was able to teach children's church because children's church was a way where I just got to memorize scripture every week. I did a memory verse every week with the kids and guess what? I memorized them. So now when I'm facing situations, when I'm facing opposition, when I'm praying for somebody else, when I'm praying for you or when I'm thinking about a situation, I try to remember what is the truth. What is the word of God say over this situation? Does it say, does it say, I mean, you can pretty much think of anything and I can find a scripture for it. Or you can find a scripture for it, but it's in here. It's the word of God. So it's, it's, it encompasses everything that we're gonna face. God is not concerned about your ability. Does that blow your mind? He's not. He's not concerned, and that's good news for me. Hey, man, I got one person. Woo! He's not concerned about your, your ability, but he's, he wants your obedience. We must have confidence and faith in what he can do through you. Your attitude determines your altitude. Think about this. I don't know if I've shared this with all of you or just some of you, or maybe, maybe this is the first time you've heard it, but in an aircraft, they actually have an instrument that's called an attitude indicator. And it actually tells you if you're flying up or down, left or right. And in our lives, our attitude determines our, our direction, our trajectory. It determines if we're gonna fly this way or if we're gonna fly that way. And it's amazing that they actually call it an attitude indicator. But you know when you have a bad attitude, you're going down, right? I mean, come on. It, and it's this, I mean, that sounds way too simple, but those of you who are pilots or trained in, in flying, I mean, you get the attitude down, it's only a matter of time. <laughs> it's only a matter of time you're gonna hit the ground, okay? So God wants us to fly. He wants us to, to be higher. We see things on a different playing field. We have a different perspective. He says we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. We don't see things the same as everyone else because we're supposed to be elevated to a place where we can see what's happening and we can pray over those situations and take authority and change the atmosphere in the mighty name of Jesus. It's about our attitude. When we have the right attitude, you're gonna face challenges. You're gonna face difficulties. You're gonna face bad reports from a doctor. You're gonna have things that have happened, but don't let it move you off the truth. You just keep going. You keep pressing. And I was talking in first service, even as Sean was preaching about the seeds of the apple and how long it takes for those things to produce. I'm here to tell you this morning by the word of the Lord, don't grow weary in well-doing. Some of you haven't seen the harvest yet. I'm telling you, Galatians 6, 9 says, don't grow weary in well-doing because what? In due season, you're gonna reap the harvest if you don't quit, if you don't faint, if you don't give up, if you don't stop you're going to win. So just be encouraged this morning. Continue to fight the good fight of faith. Continue to press towards the mark of the high call because victory is yours. You're more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. And 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, thanks be to God who always 
causes me to triumph in his name and makes manifest savor of his presence in every place. He diffuses it. Think about that. God's diffusing his fragrance through your life. We walk by faith. We believe. We stand. We encourage. We're a family and we're an army. Now, I wish we could say we were the Marines. You know, I'm a little bit partial, but it just doesn't fit in there right. You know, I mean, God calls it the army and in, 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 the, in the word of God. So I'm for the army too. Don't get me wrong. I like, I like, I'm so thankful for all the armed services. I'm just joking, but I am partial to the Marines. But we're a family. When you think of family, you think what? We love, we build, we encourage, we bear each other's burdens right? We want people to come in here for the first time. We want them to feel their love, their welcome. This is the family of God. We want them to know they can be adopted into the kingdom of God and walk in his plan and purposes and live victorious. Yes, you have battles, but you win. You just keep going. Yes, sometimes you have setbacks, but that doesn't mean it's over. Sometimes the setbacks are set up for your next, your next advance. We're a family. So we love each other. We, we build each other. We encourage each other, but we're also an army. That means we equip to fight. We means we're not scared. We don't back down. We, we have the word of the Lord. That means we develop our weapons. We, we take it serious of uh, what we're doing. We know that the, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God through the pulling down of strongholds. How can we, we captivate every thought and imagination that tries to exalt itself against the knowledge of God? So these, these voices that are contrary to his word, we grab a hold of them and say, no, sorry. I'm not listening to that because the word of God says no weapon formed against me will prosper. Now, I, I just even recently had a report and it's not anything aggressive, but it's just one of those things that will try to mess with your head when you go to the doctor or something like that. They say, well, you've got, you know, I was on vacation and I'm like, oh yeah, well, you know, it's 99% no problem, but we got to get you back in here because we want to cut some more stuff off your face. I'm like, I'm like, well, that's lame, you know? <laughs> thought they cut enough off the first time when they wanted to take a biopsy and and so um so i get this the you know the skin treatment and and next thing you know they're cutting it off and i say oh yeah it's got some some uh carcinoma not the not the aggressive one it's just and they said it's not fast growing nothing to lose sleep over but that kind of stuff will try to mess with you so yeah i'm gonna get it taken care of i'm not you know i'm just laying my finger on it and say you know i'm healed i mean i believe the lord is my first and foremost, but I'm still going to go to the doctor and have them do their thing. The book of Proverbs says that you use the tools to heal yourself. So if we can do something, I'm not going to uh, just, you know, put that off to the side. And I don't want to mess with anybody's, anybody's uh, theology. I believe first and foremost for God for healing. He's, he is the one that I'm trusting for my life. I'm not trusting in the doctor, but I'm going to use all the tools that are available. And I think that's just being wise, but that's just my, that's just my life. But so anyway, these things with voices will try to mess with you. <clears throat> and you have to say, no, that's not right. I'm going with the word of God. So God's word has to be paramount in everything. So our attitude, Romans 12, 2, we're not going to be conformed to this world, but we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. How do we do that? By reading his word, by meditating on it, by praying the word. When you're praying, pray the word. When you're, when you're, when you're preaching, you're preaching the word. When you're sharing the good news, you're sharing the truth of God's word that's able to save their soul. So you're a spirit, you have a soul, and you have a body. And sometimes those things get out of order. In my life, my flesh wants to do all kinds of stuff. I actually lost two belt loops between my birthday in November and January. I probably just, you know, 
I know what happened. It wasn't an accident. I just enjoyed every bit of it. <clears throat> it's not an accident. So what we're doing, we're going to get. We, we, we sow and we reap. Amen. And it reminds me of boot camp. You know, you're in, you're in training and, and they take the guys and some of you who have been to boot camp, I don't know if they do it the same in the other boot camps, but in the Marines, what they do is, is they take you and if you're super skinny, you're in the front of the line. If you're medium, they put you in the middle of the line. And if you're overweight, according to their, according to their standards, you're in the back of the line. The guys in the front of the line get twice as much food. They get two scoops and more time to eat it. The guys in the middle get just a regular amount and the guys in the back get a half and less time to eat it. These guys in the front, they're just chowing down, and the guys in the back are just like, I want to eat that. And they get in there, and half the time they get in there and just sit down, they're like, you're done. Get up. Get out of here. And a transformation takes place. Do you know a transformation is a visible change? It's something that it, you can think about different, different uh, things in, in nature that transform from one to another. There's all these different things that happen, but their bodies were transformed. The guys, they were like this, start going like that. These guys are like this, they're going, and then the guys in the middle, they just get stronger. And it's a transformation that takes place. When you and I press into transformation in our lives, no matter what we're working on, no matter what we're pressing into, you're going to see a change. If I don't see a change in my life, that means that I didn't have any transformation. That means that I wasn't intentional. I thought pastor did a great job uh, last Tuesday talking about the difference because we all have good intentions. But being intentional is a deliberate action. So we can be intentional and transformation. It's a dramatic change in form or appearance. I gained like 20 pounds while I was in boot camp. And I wasn't even on the double. I mean... I, I missed the double, and now I would be in the other category. <laughs> but I just was like Sean, you know, I was telling Sean, you know, he looks ripped, but he said, you know, if you go by the body mass index, then they wouldn't call him ripped. They'd call him something else. But, um, you know, it's just individual perspective, right? I mean, hey, if you feel good, <laughs> I'm leaving that alone. All right. I've been meditating on the truth, the spirit of truth, the word of truth, the manifestation of the truth, the voice of truth, and the power of truth. Truth transforms. Truth is going to transform this generation of lost people that are in the dark. It's going to bring them to the light. Truth in your life and my life is going to be able to be distributed. But we can't give what we don't have. And I feel like God's calling us to go to another level. And I'm not saying you don't have truth right now because you obviously do or you wouldn't be here. I'm saying we're going to another level of being able to distribute accordingly as God sees fit. I believe this week we're gonna have opportunity to tell someone the good news, to bring the truth to them, to bring the scales off their eyes so they can go from darkness to light, from Satan to God. There's things happening. I'm gonna give you a quick chest. I wanted to read these scriptures, but maybe you guys already read them but take them home I want you to read them at your homework but I want to give you a quick checklist that the Lord gave me and this is just this is just so that you can um, check up I've just been praying God to help put a watch over my eyes and my ears and my mouth 
and what I'm saying, what I'm thinking about. This is going to help you transform. It's going to help you pray for your grandkids or your kids or your, or your life and your future. But think about this. What am I, and this is at the end of your outline, what am I hearing? What am I allowing voices? What am I listening to and accepting as maybe in the place of truth? What am I saying? Am I speaking out just whatever gibberish comes to my mind? Like, I just wish I had this. I just wish I had that. It's not bad to want things. But I want to say what his word says. And I know his word produces. So I don't want to waste too much time just speaking gibberish. I want to speak the word because the word works. The word is established. What am I seeing? What am I, what's the vision? What's, what's God showing you? for this next season in your life? What's he showing you for this next phase? I want you to see it. What's the blueprint? What are you seeing? Rewrite it. Write the vision. Make it plain. Those who read it can run with it. Habakkuk 2.4. Write the vision. Write it out. I feel like God's asking me to redo some things. I'm making some changes. I want to see some transformation. Am I, am I disappointed with what has happened so far? No, I, I don't mind making mistakes. I'd rather try and try and fail. At least you just keep going. It's better to do that. Most people in their life, they have a list of I wish I would have. I'm here to tell you today, if you're in here and you're breathing, you need still time to do what's on your heart to do. The people who are at the end of their life, they're on the deathbed. One of the saddest things is if you hear them say, I wish I would have. Let that not be us. Let's do it now while we can, while we can breathe. You say, I want to do this, do that. Just do it. Take a step of faith. Believe God. Believe his word. That if he put it in you, he's going to help you get through it. He's not concerned about your ability. It's Christ in you. It's his ability in your life when you tap into that resource. What are we hearing? What are we saying? What are we seeing? And what am I doing? Is my actions lining up with the blueprint that he gave me? Like I said, I'm making adjustments. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm doing things different. I'm, I'm looking and asking God. I'm seeking him. I'm knocking. I'm, I'm getting hungry. I'm not going to cast away my confidence, Hebrews 10.35, because it has a great reward. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Bow your heads with me as we get ready to close. Father, today I thank you for your word. I thank you for your power in this place.